The following recording is from the previous cycle. Today's daf is Bavakama daf tzadik tes. The next suya is an absolute classic. The suya of umin koina b'shvachli ain't umin koina b'shvachli, and as we'll see, it's going to get into the suya of mekadesh b'nova from all sugyas and yeshnu l'schiras mitchil v'atzayif in l'schiras adla b'sayif. Some real heavy sugyas here. Zokte mishenasa b'umin l'sakin. If somebody gives a chayfetz. To a woman, a professional, to fix. So he has a broken kli, he goes over to this person that fixes these kalim, and he gives it to him. And instead of fixing it, he in fact made it worse. You give a suit to the cleaners, and the cleaners messes up, they ruin your suit. So the woman is obligated to pay. For the damages that he caused. If someone goes over to Smith and he gives him a sheet of table, migdal, a box, a chariot, whatever it was exactly, a finished product, and he messed it up, he ruined it. Again, if somebody took upon himself to break a wall for somebody, and while he was breaking the wall, he broke the actual avonim. Or he caused some sort of damage. He's responsible for the damage. If he was knocking down the wall on the Mizrach side, and then something fell on the Mayrif side, because then he can argue that it has nothing to do with me. I was working here. I wasn't working there. Something else must have caused it. If it's clear that what happened on the other side happened, tomorrow's going to get into all this. This halacha that the Mishnah says, then that the woman is responsible to pay for damages that he caused while he was trying to fix the object. That's only true if he was given a finished product. His job was, let's say, keeping it really simple, to knock a nail into the Shida Teva Migdal. And as he was knocking the nail into the Shida Teva Migdal, he broke the Shida Teva Migdal. Says the Mishnah, you have to respond. Place the sheet of table middle. You should have been more careful. But what would be if somebody gave the charosh not a finished product, the sheet of table middle, but he gave him wood, last the sheet of table middle, and he told him, Go make a sheet of table middle. Awesome, and sheet of table middle. And he went and he made the sheet of table middle. Vishibran, and then he broke the sheet of table middle. Find mistake. Pot. Then the Allah is going to be potter. So if he was given a Shita Teva Migdal and he broke the Shita Teva Migdal, he's responsible. You have to replace the Shita Teva Migdal. But what if he was given wood? He made the Shita Teva Migdal. And after he made it, on behalf of his client, his customer, he broke it. So now I'm not Mechuyev to replace the Shita Teva Migdal. I have to give you back the Eitzim, which is what you gave me. The Shita Teva Migdal that I made, that I made. So I don't have to replace what I made. I have to replace what you gave me. So if you gave me a Shita Teva Migdal and I ruined the Shita Teva Migdal, I have to give you back a Shita Teva Migdal. If you gave me eight sin, I made a Shita Teva Migdal, and then I ruined the Shita Teva Migdal, if there's something wrong with the eight sin, then I have a responsibility to pay. But I don't have to pay for breaking the Shita Teva Migdal because I'm the one that made a Shita Teva Migdal. I just have to replace what it is that you gave me. But Ravasi explained it with Alumnus. My timer, you know what the reason is? Because umen koina Because the Umin is actually the Bailin. He's the one that owns the Shida Teva Migdal. In other words, Ravasi was looking at every Umin from a very Lumbisha perspective. Ordinarily, you would think that if somebody goes over to an Umin, he gives him Eitzim, gives him material, and he says, do me a favor, build this for me. The person goes and he builds it. I have to pay the builder for building what he built for me. So Pasha, you understand, he was using my kalim. He built something for me. 
I now have to pay him the same way I would have to pay an employee for the time and the effort that he put into building this thing. So we have a contract, we stipulate a price, whatever that price is, and now I have to go ahead and pay. But Lamaisa, he's building my thing. I'm the one that owns the thing that he's building. So if you want to know who owns the Shida Teva Megdal, I own the Shida Teva Megdal. If that's the case, then Ravasi has no mockum to say what he's saying. Because when the woman makes the Shida Teva Megdal, he's making it for me. You're right. I have a responsibility to pay him for his time and his effort based on what our contract says. But he's doing it for me. If he's doing it for me, it's my Shida Teva Megdal. No less than it, was my, it would be my Shita Teva Migdal if I actually handed him the Shita Teva Migdal. Because despite the fact that he built it, that doesn't make it his. He built it for me. He's working for me. If I have an employee that works for me, the benefit that comes about from his work, he doesn't own. I own. The employer owns the work. The employer has a responsibility too. His responsibility is to pay the employee. So Pashit, an omen is treated as a socher. He's treated as a a worker that's getting paid wages, an amount of money for what it is he's doing, but ultimately the shvach that comes about from what he did shouldn't belong to the omen. It should really belong to the owner. Ravasi clearly didn't see it that way. Ravasi understood omen koine b'shvach clear. That the longest is that when you give etzim to an omen, the omen now goes and he works. So what happens is the omen is the one that now owns the thing that he created. When the person that hired the omen pays the omen, the way Lundus looks at it is, says Ravas, is that he's buying the chayfets from the omen. But it's not the pshat that I'm a worker and you're paying me wages. No. I'm now creating something. It's somehow mine. When you pay me, you're buying it from me. But the point is that up until the time that I pay you, the employer pays the employee, it really belongs to the employee. It belongs to the omen. Omen kind of means that the omen is the bailim. To the extent that the omen is the bailim, if the omen now damages it, he's not going to be responsible for nezokin. I'm chayev if I damage your thing. I'm not chayev if I damage one thing. Why? One thing that's going to be clear, the Meshach HaSugi, is that the only time there's even a tzad to say that omen kind of that's if he's working for a fixed dollar amount. But if he's not working for a fixed dollar amount, if they make up that every hour that you work, I'm going to pay you $10, I'm going to pay you $20, whatever it is, if it's clear that his fee is related to the amount of work that he does or the amount of time that he puts into it, then there's no tzat that you should say, umen kainu b'shvachli. Umen kainu b'shvachli, like you're pointing out, is only going to be if it's a lump sum. It's going to be, I have to get a job done, and in exchange for doing the job, you're going to pay me X amount of dollars. It's then that we can somehow twist it in our minds, and we can see it and love this, that really the omen is kind of everything. When the omen gets paid, he's selling it somehow to the person that hired him. Either way, that was Ravasi's aloha. That when the Mishnah said, that's only true if the omen got the eitzim. If he got the Shida Teva Migdol and he damaged the Shida Teva Migdol, but if the omen received eitzim, made the Shida Teva Migdol, and then he damaged the Shida Teva Migdol, he damaged his own Shida Teva Migdol because omen kind of beshvachli. Mishnah said, Nasal on them the Kilklu, Kayavan Lashali. My love, isn't the Mishnah talking about the Yavlu Eitzim? That he gave him Eitzim, and still he himself made the Shida Teva Migdal. 
Umekoyne b'shvachli, and still chayav on the shalom. So it's a right like Ravasi. You see that Umen's not koyne b'shvachli. The says, "Why? How do you know that that's what the Mishnah is talking about? Maybe the Mishnah means she the teva umigdal. It's talking about where he gave him a she the teva umigdal." But the Gemara says, "Amidik tani sefer." Isn't that the next line of the Mishnah? She the teva umigdal. Michal the reisha eats it. Right? Read the Mishnah. Nasan lo Umen lasakim vekilkul chayav on the shalom. Nasan lo chara she the teva umigdal lasakim vekilkul chayav l'shak. Now the second case is clearly talking about where you gave the Umen the she the teva umigdal. What's the first case talking about? Must be talking about something else. We don't need the Mishnah to repeat the same exact halacha twice. So if the second case is talking about where you gave him a Shita Teva Migdal, the first case is probably talking about where you gave him Eitzin. So you see that even though you gave him Eitzin and he now made the Shita Teva Migdal, he's chayev for damaging the Shita Teva Migdal. Not like Gravasi. You see that ain't umen koin b'shvachli. So the Gemara says, no, really, it's all one case. And Resha, Perushik ha'mefarishlo. The safe was being mefarish to Resha. Ketzad, Nasalom, Nasakavakul chayav on the Shalim. What's the case? It's one case. The second line of Mishnah is explaining the first line of the Mishnah. Really, the Allah of the Mishnah is only true if you gave the Umin the Shida Teva Migdal. Fucking Ami Mistabra, that the safe is being Mefarish the Reisha, dictates that Klamidi, Sogadai the Reisha hates him, because if the Reisha is talking about one case, and the safe is talking about another case, meaning the Reisha is talking about where you gave him Eitzim, and the safe is talking about where you gave him the Shida Teva Migdal, then what do I need the safe for? Hashtash bin an Eitzachayavol Shalim, Madoch in the Reisha, where you gave him Eitzim, and he himself made the Shida Teva Migdal, and then he damaged the Shida Teva Migdal. He's chayev. And we don't say umen kainu b'shvach kelim shida tevo migdol mibaya. Then certainly, when you gave him the shida tevo migdol and he damaged the shida tevo migdol, he should be chayev. So. If it weren't one case, then you'd have a kasha. What do you need the ratio for? So that's a raya that it's one case. Morris says, no, it's not a raya. Because even Shomal Ayirya, it could be ton of sefer, the guya ratio. Shaloi toimar. Had it just said the Risha, not the Sefer, you could have mistakenly said that Risha is talking about Shida Teva Migdal. Avalaitzim, loy, ton of Sefer, therefore we needed the Sefer of Shida Teva Migdal. Michal the Risha, Eitzim, Vafiluachi Chayv Lashalim. Either way, the Gemara says he can't bring a right from the Mishnah. Because it could be the Mishnah is all one big case. Perusha Kamafarish, it could be the Mishnah is two cases. Ravasi, thus, is saying a Chiddish, Midaitid, and Avsheh. He's going to back into being Mafarish the Mishnah. That the Mishnah is talking about Dafka Perushik Amafarish, but as far as having a Hoychacha from the Mishnah, you don't have a Hoychacha from the Mishnah. So again, what's Ravashi's Chiddish? Ravashi's Chiddish is that Umin Koina Bishvach Zok the Gemara Leim Mesayel. They have a Raya. Not from our Mishnah, we just struck out. You don't have a Raya from our Mishnah, but perhaps from the next Mishnah, tomorrow's Daf, Daf Kuf Amid If somebody gives wool to someone that used to professionally dye wool, and he stuck it into the vat, and instead of dying it and coming out really nice, he burnt it. He ruined it. So the Allah is nice and late made smart. He has to give him back the value of the tzemer that he ruined. The made smarter in, the made smarter in, it sounds like he only has to pay for the tzemer. He doesn't have to pay for any shvach that came about because of the work that he did. I'm not responsible for that because that's mine. Any shvach that happened until you pay me belongs to me. So the Mara says, Right, isn't it talking about where it was ruined after it already was died? The ikka shvacha, where the shvach v'shmami no umen koyne b'shvach kli amashmul nahach of my skin. It could be it's talking about koyne shvacha b'shas nafila. The lach shvacha, who there was never shvach. The case was where as you put it into the yair, it ruined. Right, there was no shvach. I mean that there was no shvach. Therefore, there's no mention of shvach. But had there been a shvach, meaning had it first gone up in value because of the fact that it was died. 
And then afterwards it was ruined. Maybe the woman would have to pay for that also because maybe and despite the fact that the woman himself is the one that increased its value, it doesn't matter. Maybe he would have to give it back. That's what Shmuel said. Avol says the Gemarik, Shmuel just said, the Mishnah is talking about where it was the Nafilo. Sounds like, according to Shmuel, if it was you would have to give the person back the Tzemer, which is what he got originally from him, and the Shvach, because ain omen koyin b'shvach li. So leim Shmuel less later Ravasi. Oh wow, so if that's how Shmuel explained the Mishnah, then do we have a right that Shmuel doesn't hold a Gravasi? Because if Shmuel held a Gravasi, why do he have to make this a Kimto in the Mishnah later, that it's talking about sheh k'dicha d'shas even if it was a k'dicha l'achan still you wouldn't give him the Shvach, because omen koyin b'shvach li, elamayra Shmuel must hold, ain omen koyin b'shvach li. That's why if the Mishnah says you only give him back the Dmeit Semer, it must be talking about where it was a k'dicha b'shas nefilo. So the Gemara says, Amalach Shmuel, the Gemara says, not muchach, you don't have a raya, hachal mayaskinon, it could be, k'goyin d'tzemer v'samonim d'bala bias, v'tzava agayade huda. Shakal. It could be Pshad in that Mishnah is really nothing to do with the sugi of Umen Kainab Shvachli. Because it could be the case was where Saida Tzemer and the Dai all belong to the Balabayas. In that case, the only thing that the Umen is really doing is the work, the labor. But no cost of materials, there's no cost of goods as it relates to the Tzavo, as it relates to the person that's dying. In that case, the halacha certainly is going to be that ain't omen koyne b'shvachli. Meaning, even though Rav Asi said omen koyne b'shvachli, but the Gemara is now saying an important hoysafa, that that's only true if the omen is at the very least responsible for the cost of goods. But if he doesn't even have any of the hoysafas as it relates to the material, that case, it's posh and everybody's going to agree that ain't omen koyne b'shvachli. So you have no raya from Shmuel because the Mishnah is actually talking about a case that has nothing to do with Asugyo. But Yachi is the Gemara, if that's the case, that the person that provided the tzemer also provided the dye, then the Mishnah should have said that. Then what does the Mishnah say? That the omen that botched up, what does he have to do? He has to give him back to the made tzemer. If the akimta is that he gave him the tzemer and the samonim, Yachi noisily made tzemer with samonim. The Mishnah should have said that he has to give him back to the made samonim as well. Because the samonim belonged to the person that gave the tzemer. So when you return the made tzemer, you have to return the made samonim. says, you right. That's not the akimta. So really, the Mishnah over there could be, does have a shaykhist to the sugi of Umen Kainim Bishvachli. Do you have a raya then from Shmuel's that Shmuel holds no, Shmuel wasn't taking a strong position and had to learn the Mishnah Shmuel was just saying that you have no Raya from the Mishnah if you want to bring a Raya from the Mishnah that Umen Koino I'll always be doich I'll tell you it's talking about there was never a Shvach you want to tell me that I have a raya that the Mishnah is talking about hikticha b'shas nafilo, and therefore I have a raya that anyone kind of shvachli. No, I could be matchi the other way. I could always tell you maybe it's talking about where there was a shvach, and still the Mishnah says only noisin loy demates maray zayseh meres umin kind of the point is you could learn the Mishnah umin kind of You could learn the Mishnah ain't umin kind of You can't bring a raya to either side the chuyei kamatchi. So we tried bringing a raya from our Mishnah. Perhaps from the next Mishnah, either way, both Mishnayas are not indicative to this Shailah, whether Omen Koyne B'Shvachli or Ein Omen Koyne B'Shvachli. Toshma, another right. And listen, Talisa Lo'omen, if somebody gives his Talis to an Omen, a very interesting halacha, Gomroi, so the Omen finished doing the job. Vahidiyoy, and he notified the customer that you're 
suit is ready to be picked up. If the customer just didn't get around to picking up a suit, he waited 10 days He's not over the Isser Loi Solon. What's the Isser Loi Solon? So if you look on the side of Yomara, Somebody hires an employee, he has to pay him. Not only does he have to pay him, Pasuk says in Pashas Kisei, You have to pay him the day that he does the job. You're literally not allowed to wait until Shkia Sachama before you pay your employee that did work for you. Says the Braisa that if somebody gives a talus to an omen, he hired an omen to do a job, and the omen finished the job, and he calls up, he says, Your suit's ready to be picked up. So the guy says, ah, When I get around next time in Manhattan, I'm going to pick up my suit. Could you do that? Maybe it's not so posh. Maybe you're being over the Issa, you hired somebody. He did the job. He wants to get paid. He's not getting paid until you pick it up. So if he's not getting paid until you pick it up, maybe you have an obligation out to go pick it up. That's this Braisa. That you're not to. But once the omen gives the object, to the customer, then the halachis kimi shashak olav achama over olav mishum leisol. Then once the sun that day, then you're ready over the halacha. Be yomim titin tzchare loisolim pulasacha itcha ad boikin. There's asays, there's loisa asays. A lot of love in the Torah that are related to this halacha. What's the Gemara's raya? What's the Toshmat? Is okay? Now if you're going to tell me umekain b'shlachli, shmakaraya my over mishum balsolin, then why you ever over balsolin? If Rav is right on this, that the way every umin works is that I do the job, I'm kind of the when you pay, you're actually buying it from me. I'm selling it to you. Then there's no market for Leisolin. Leisolin is for an employer-employee relationship. You work for me. You're my socher. I now have to pay you wages. There's a Leisase of Leisolin. There's an Asay. I have to pay you that day. But if you're a vendor, you buy something from me, I don't necessarily have an obligation to pay you right away. It could be I do, based on our arrangement, but there's no halach of leisolin. Leisolin, leyom etit nizchari, is all halachas and asachar. Elamai, you see from here that the way an umin works is he's getting paid as an employee. If he's getting paid as an employee, then he shouldn't be kind of a shvachli. That's the Gemara's Toshma, Amr Amari, B'nei Rav Kahana, Begarde, the Sabbath, like a Maybe he was talking about a case where there was no shvach. Not every time an umin does work is there a real shvach. If somebody sends a suit to the cleaners, the cleaners now cleans the suit. The suit's worth more money because it went to the cleaners. You can argue that it's not worth more money. So in that case, even though maybe you're paying a fixed dollar, man, it doesn't pass the halach of umukayin b'shvachli. So maybe it's talking about a case where there was no shvach. But the Gemara says, Soif, Soif, Ramai, Yov, and Alei, Lekuche. You gave it to the person for a purpose. In that case, you were softening up the wool, whatever exactly it was. But given the rakche, hainu shvacha. Once the umin does his job, that it should be constituted shvach. Some level it has to be shvach. So you should say, umukayin b'shvachli, loitzricha da'agre lebitchi. It's talking about where you paid him to stamp, Rashi says, on top of the wool. That was part of the the processing of wool, so that stepping on it is what you paid him to do. And bitcha bitcha b'masa. Every time he steps on it, you pay him a, a ma. So it's very clear that you're paying him as a socher. It's not related to the sugya of umin koyne b'shvachli. The Gemara says the hainu schiras. Says the Gemara. The solo got died to make card. The yagur the bitchin kurn. That having me the Gemara that's not why you hired him. Misayel the rav sheishes. Let's bring it right to rav sheishes. The bomen name rav sheishes. They ask rav sheishes the following question: Kablonos a kablon. That's this omen that we've been talking about all morning, where he gets paid a fixed dollar amount. Over alam mishum baltalin. Are you not over? So you see clearly that the Gemara understood that. 
an omen that if we hold he's kind of beshvachli, clearly you would not be over baltolim. Vamul Rav Sheishes, and what Rav Sheishes say? Over you are over baltolim. So lame the Rav Sheishes put together Rav Asi. It should come out. Rav Sheishes argues Rav Asi because Rav Sheishes said Mefurish that a regular omen again the omen of our sugya the kabbal not all the akimtas that the Gemara made. There is an iser baltolim. That's a raya based on the cheshbon that the Gemara made. That omen is not. Koino b'shvachli, Amar Shmuel Baracha b'shlicha de'igarta. Could be Rav Sheishes also was talking about a case where there's no shvachli, but he's a kablan. It's talking about where he was paid to deliver something. So he's going to get paid a hundred dollars to go deliver a package. So he's a kablan. He's getting paid a fixed wage. He's like the omen of Awasugya, but there's no shvachli. Nothing at all is being enhanced. I mean that nothing at all is being enhanced. That's where it would be no Igeya. So before we go weiter, there's a very important ktsois. The ktsois in Simon Shin Vav, Sevkotan Dalit, where the ktsois delves in to the lumbus of how exactly you understand this halacha of omen kain of shvachli. And the ktsois brings two shailas in the sugya of omen kain of shvachli. Shaila number one. The Ktsais declares this that an omen's kind of a shvachli doesn't mean that he has a real Kenyan Kaspi or Kenyan Mamoini in the Kali. So the Kali, before it was given to the omen, was worth $100. Now it's worth $200. So do we look at it as if the owner, the original owner, has $100 worth of bailas in this Chaifetz and the omen has $100 worth of Bailas in this chayfetz. Meaning their shutfin in this chayfetz, just like Reuven and Shimon that go to the shuk and buy something together, would be shut. The omen has a real Kenyan in the chayfetz. He's kind of a shvachli. Or says the Ktsais, maybe it doesn't go so right. Omen kind of a shvachli doesn't mean that. Omen kind of a shvachli is more of an abstract equity interest, for lack of a better term, that the omen has in this chayfetz. But there's no Kenyan in the gufakli so that we can see it as if the shvach part of this is somehow shayich to him, but to take it to the extent and say that he actually has a kinyan in the gof that not. The ktsais doesn't really flesh out that second sad so well. But that's the ktsais of Shiloh. Does he have a real kinyan in the kli, or does he not have a real kinyan in the kli? Zok the ktsais, I have a raya from a rush in Mesechtus Bava Metziah, that he has a real kinyan in the kli. You know what this raya is? The rush over there discusses a geshmak Shiloh. What would be if somebody gives, eats him to an omen that's a non-Jew, to make a keli, and he goes ahead and he makes it. The Rosh clears when the omen gives the chayfetz back to the yid, does the yid have to tovel it? Does he have a chayf tefilas kelim? Or does he not have a chayf tefilas kelim? The Rosh has a whole nid. Tosafos discusses it in Masechtas Bava Metzir. It's a whole arichas in the Rishonim, the Ktsais brings, whether you do need tefilas kelim, you don't need tefilas kelim. Says the Ktsais. That's Pashat. That's Pashat. That if the guy never had any kinyan in the keli, what would be the havami that I should need tefillah's kelim? Tefillah's kelim is the taj that I bought something from a guy. The guy had a chayfetz, I now took it from him. But if Omen Kainab Shvachli is just an abstract kinyan that he has, but he doesn't have anything in the gofakli, that there'd be no makam for tefillah's kelim. Says the Ktais, from the fact that the Rishonim even considered a tzad that there should be a chayfetz tefillah's kelim when there's an Omen Kainab Shvachli and the Omen is a non-Jew, so he say, Meris, there must be a real kinyan in the Chayfetz itself. And the Ktsoy says, the truth is, the, ra- the Loshen, a Ravasi is very much that way. Umin koina b'shvach kli. How do you understand it? Umin koina, the kli b'shvach. I mean, umin koina b'shvach, al yidei the shvach, the umin is koina the kli. It doesn't say, says the Ktsoy, umin koina shvach hakli. 
it's Omen Koine B'Shvach Kli. He actually has a Kenyan in the Kli, Either way, that's what the Ktsois names on for a Dover Pashit is going to be the Ikritzah. But then the Ktsois clears another Shaila. How far does this Kenyan go? Meaning, let's say the owner now wants to sell it. So the Omen was entrusted with this Kaili. He just made it. It's a new thing. He wants to, could, could he talk to sell it? Or does he, until the owner pays him, his wages, is he entitled to 50% of the profit to the extent that he goes ahead and sells it? How right does he go? So the Ketzai says, that's Pasha, he wouldn't. And the Ketzai says that he's going to be limited in terms of how much he's going to sell. The Gemara is going to say that if Omen's kind of a shvachli, if I'm an Omen, I can be Mekadosh and Isha with the shvachli. So you see already in the Gemara that Omen kind of a shvachli is a serious Kenyan over here because I can be Mekadosh and Isha with my Shavius that I have in the shvachli. But the Ketzai says that and to the extent that Chazal will Megala to us that I have certain rights in this thing as the omen, for that, that the chazal with Megalatas, I'm going to have rights in. But to go beyond that, that's something I'm not going to be able to. So the Ketzai says, Omen Kaida B'Shvachli is a Kenyan in the Kli itself. The right to that is from the fact that the Rishonim Dan, Tfilas Kalim, the Loshan is mashma that way. Omen Kaida B'Shvach, Al Yidei the Shvach, the Omen's Kaida the Kli. He clearly has a Kenyan in the Kli. And you will see later, you can be Makadash and Isha with it. There's a lot of halachas where you do find that it plays itself, Omen Kaida B'Shvachli. However, the Ketzai says, there's definitely Gdorim to how right this Kenyan goes. And it doesn't mean that if the real owner is going to sell it, the woman can come and say that I'm entitled to 50% of the profit. To the extent there's profit beyond his wages. He can't be today of that because it's only with Chazal and Megalotas that he has a king in it that he gets it. Beyond that, he's not going to have any rights in it. A tzushtal to that, so he says, would be a mashkin. You find this idea that if Ruven borrows money from Shimon, Shimon can be Teveya a mashkin. And Shimon has certain kinyonim in the mashkin. So I have a kinyon in it. It's mine to a certain degree, but it's not mamish mine. It's not mine like something I bought in the store would be mine. So you find this idea where I could have a quasi bilis. That's the Yisoyed of Umen Kainu says the Ksois is very similar to Mashkin. He says, one Gishmak Gazach, he brings a Kashif in the Pnei Yeshua, it's a mission, the second paragraph, there's Gitin, how could Ksherim, the Ksivas again, everyone's Kashif to write again, Afilu Cherishayit Vakat, so there's a long Taisvis over there, Cherishayit Vakat, what happened to Lishma, God, Olayim Adagabu, we spoke out festered when we learned Masech Gitin, that's a famous Taisvis, but it's a mission, Hakol Ksherim, Lichavas Aget, Afilu Cherishayit Vakat, Freak to Pnei Yeshua, or Gavaldig Akasha, the Cherishayit Vakat is going to sit down and write a get, have a mind Lishma, the piece of paper that was written just went up in value. There's nothing to talk about. Umin koina b'shvach kli. The cherishayt v'katan then would have to take the get, give it back to the bailer. They have no ability to be makna. So freak the Pnei Yeshua, how could a cherishayt v'katan be able to write a get, according to Ravasi that holds, that umin's koina b'shvach kli, they'll write it, it's going to go up in value, they now own this get, how could they be makna the get? Over to the owner, a cotton is not a bardas, a cherishite of cotton, not pene das, as I freak to pene Yeshua, gewaldi gekasha. How do you understand cherishite of cotton writing a get in light of the mandom and shas that holds? Umen koina bishvachli. Zaktik says, I don't understand what's going on here, I don't understand the pene Yeshua's kasha. If umen koina bishvachli was a full fledged Kenyan, I am now the new owner, until you pay me, it's 100% mine, then it's a good kasha. But the Ksai says, I proved it's a long Ksai says, shin, shin vav dalit. It can't be that that's what it is. What is it? It's a limited buy list. I have a quasi-ownership in this chafetz right here. So what's the tzushtel to that, says the Ktsois? Mashkin. So the Ktsois, just like in the halach of Mashkin, the halach is that once the loiva pays back the chayv, he gets the Mashkin back. Doesn't have to negotiate, doesn't have to hire a lawyer, he gets it, it's his. I feel about Karchach, he gets it. Because despite the fact that the Malva had a Kenyan in the Mashkin, his whole Kenyan in the Mashkin is only Kokama, 
there's an outstanding debt. But once the loan is paid up, at that point, he takes it away from him. There's no reason to think that works any differently. But the rega, the customer goes, and he pays the omen, the kli transfers back from the omen over to the customer. If it happens, you don't need any das makna. You don't need das makna. to pay kasha. How it's shayich to be koina the get from the cherish of a cotton. You don't need the das makna. And a chinami, he has it. And kolkama, the customer didn't pay from it. He taka owns it to a certain degree. But berega, he pays from it. It's unwound because this kingin is only some kingin's money that it's here. Kolkama, he doesn't pay. But the rega, he pays, it goes back just like the rega, the loiva pays up his loan. He, balkorcha, can take the mashkin. Away from the mouth. It would seem that this shayla of umen koyne b'shvachli or umen nakoyne b'shvachli is really a machlokes tanoim. I say lishirim. There's some of it A woman goes over to a man, gives him gold, and says, "I want you to take this gold and I want you to make jewelry out of it." And for you making jewelry out of this gold, I will then become married to you. So in order for a man to marry a woman, Isha Niktis Bekesef Shtar Bia. Kesef, that's the preferred method, that's one of the ways that a man can be Makadesh, a woman. The woman goes over to the man and says that rather than you giving me the traditional marriage band, I want you to be Makadesh me with Kesef. She's clearly dictating how she wants this to go down. But I want it to go down as follows. I'm going to give you material. You'll make Shirim Nizam of Etabois. He must have been a jeweler. And rather than me paying you for the shirim nizam v'tabois that you make me, I'll become the kudeshes. So the value that you're going to give me, the kesef, or the shava kesef, that you're going to give me will be the aseli shirim nizam v'tabois. So what's the halacha? Kimish nizam v'kudeshes if you're a mayor. A mayor says it works. No, he has to give her money. If he doesn't give her money, they're not married. My mom. What did the chachamim mean when they said that he has to give her money? Did the chachamim mean to say that he has to give her the shirim nizam v'tabois? He has to give her the jewelry. That would imply that you don't have to give the shirim nizam v'tabois. That can't be, but my makach. How then is she going to be Mikudashis? Meaning, Rameyer, who is the makel in this brisa, at the very least has to agree that the man has to give the woman the shirim nizam of the tabas. Otherwise, there's no kesef for the kedushin to be chal. So that's poshit that even Rameyer holds. You have to give the shirim nizam of the tabas. What then do the chachomim mean when the chachomim say you have to give mom and elopshita my mom and mom and ach? That no, Shirim Nizam Vitabais itself doesn't work, but rather, if you want to be Makadash and Isha, you'd have to give her Momenacher. Meaning, this idea of Aseli Shirim Nizam Vitabais, Vakadish Lach, doesn't work, even if the man is going to give the Shirim Nizam Vitabais, once it's a finished product, over to the woman. Says the Gemara, the reason this is even a complicated case is because of Ruah, the Kuliyama, Yeshna, Lashiris, Mikhilavatsoif. It makes sense to think. That both Rameir and the Chomim are of the opinion that yes, no, Additionally, the Kuliyama makes sense to argue that a Mikadesh bin Milva in a Mikudeshes, that everybody holds Mikadesh bin Milva in a Mikudeshes. If so, says the Gemara, my love, what then is the Machloikis Rameir and the Chachomim? Isn't it Be'umen Koyne Beshvachli? Perhaps the Machloikis is whether Umen's Koyne Beshvachli. The Rameir, Savar Rameir holds Umen Koyne Beshvachli. Rabban and Savri ain't Umen Koyne Beshvachli. So what does this all mean? So the Gemara says that the reason this is even a complicated case 
is because the Gemara is assuming two hanachas. Number one, yeshna l'schirus metchil v'atzayif. If somebody hires a worker, say he pays a worker $100 to work for him for 10 hours. So if you're going to prorate how much the worker is getting paid per hour, it comes out he's making $10 an hour. If you want to divide it down to its minutes and its seconds, you can come up with whatever the rate exactly it is that this sucker is getting paid. The sucker worked one hour. Does the employer in halacha owe the sucker one hour? Meaning right now there's an outstanding debt of $10, which is what the hourly rate is. Or being that he was hired to work 10 hours, the agreement was $100 for the 10 hours. When he finishes his job, when he finishes working the 10 hours, at that point, he's going to have to cut him a $100 check. But we don't say that the chayv begins to accrue as the employee is working. That's a big machlaikis in the Gemara. And it manifests itself in a lot of different areas in Shas. The Gemara says, That it makes sense, that's the Pashtas, that Ramey and the Chachamim were both of the opinion that as it relates to this Gemara, that means that as the man is doing this job on behalf of the woman, this jeweler is working as he works, he starts accruing debt that this woman is now going to own. Additionally, says the Gemara, the Kuliyama, Hamikadesh be Milva, and So we know what that is. Kedushin Davavlam Bez, Kedushin Davlam Zayinam and Aleph. A man can't go over to a woman and say, I want to be Makadesh with Kasa, but rather than get me give you money, you owe me money, I'll be meichel the chayv that you owe me, and with the mechil of that chayv, I'll be mekadashu. I'm mekadash b'milva, ain't a mekudashus. It's for that reason, says the Gemara, this case is a little bit unclear. Because if you would hold either or you would hold the Makadesh Benova Mikudeshes, then this actually wouldn't be so complicated. Then everybody would agree there's an easy way for this condition to work. This man is working for the woman, and the fact that he's working for her means that she owes him money by him saying, don't pay me, that will be the Kesef Kedushin that he's going to give her. The reason that doesn't work is because as he does the work, he's accruing a chayv, there's now an outstanding milva, and I'm a kadosh milva, and I'm a kadosh. So what then is the shaila here? What's the machlekes, Rameir and the Chachamim, whether the Kedushin could be chal? Rameir said, give her the jewelry, and the Kedushin will be chal. The Chachamim say, no, you have to give Money in addition to the jewelry. The jewelry itself can make it work. Why not? What's the shaila? You know what the shaila is? Because there's another wrinkle. The sugi that we just learned, Ravasi Zalocha, Umin Kainabishvakli. So to the extent that Umin's Kainabishvakli, the woman gave the man a piece of gold. He took the gold and he now turned it into a piece of jewelry. It went up in value. Who owns that shvach? If Umin is Kainabishvakli, the husband owns it. If the husband owns it, when he now gives the piece of jewelry over to the Woman, he's being Makadish with something that belongs to him. And although we said Umin Kainabishvachli is a limited Kenyan, but you see from this Gemara, the Gemara holds, at the very least, it's considered that he can be Makadish and Isha with it. So perhaps Rameyer says he can be Makadish and Isha with the jewelry because he holds Umin Kainabishvachli. The Chachamim you can't be Makadish with the jewelry because he holds Einamun Kainabishvachli. So as it relates to the money that she owes him as a result of the job that he's doing, that the Kuliyama, everybody holds, is, you can't be Makadish. Why? Because that's a Chayv. Why is it a Chayv? Because Yeshno is here, is Mithilavat Saiv. The second he starts working, you start accruing Chayv. 
you can't be Makadish with a Chayv. That's the Allah Makadish from Gilvain and But it's sad that there could be a Kedushan over here. The reason Ramayor perhaps holds that you can give him the jewelry and the Kedushan is going to be Chal is because you're not being Makadish with the Chayv, you're being Makadish with the Shvach. It's a little bit of the Tifa Gemara, but it makes a lot of sense. The Chachamim that argued, the Chachamim hold, ain't no Makaina Bishvachli. So isn't it then a Machoikis Tanom? This discussion amongst Amiram, is it not a Machoikis Ramayor and the Chachamim in Mesechtis Kedushan? The says, Lie. No, the kuli alma could be ein umin kainu b'shvachli. Ella, what's the machloikis here? B'yeshel l'schiris, but kila v'zayif k'mivligi. The machloikis is hagufa, meaning we assume two hanachas. We assume that yeshel l'schiris, but kila v'zayif, and a mekadesh b'milva ino mikudeshes. Based on that, we backed in to the machloikis being umin kainu b'shvachli. But the Gemara says, who said your hanachas are right? Maybe everyone holds ein umin kainu b'shvachli. What then is the machloikis? Machloikis is hagufa yeshel l'schiris, but kila v'zayif, or ein l'schiris ella b'shvachli. Maybe some. Mayor holds in that the Sakhir is not owed anything out of the Basaif, which means that as the husband starts working on the jewelry, there is no Chayv. He's not accruing a Chayv. The Chayv is not going to be effect until the job is complete. That means right now, there is no outstanding chayv. If right now there's no outstanding chayv, even if Makadish would move into Makadesh, the man could be Makadish with the schirus, so to say, because it's not a fartig milva where you can argue a Makadish would move into Makadesh. The Rabbanon argue, the Rabbanon say, yesh l'schirus mitchidavat It is a Milva right away. It's a milva. You can't be Makadish with milva. So even according to Rameir, you're not being Makadish with the Umin. Could be Rameir agrees, Ein Umin Koina Bishvachli. Rameir says that you're being Makadish with the Schirus. Ah, isn't the Schirus a milva? I'm Makadish with milva, Ein Makadash. Rameir holds, Ein Ola Schirus. Ella was like, Viba Yasema, could be the Kuli, I'm Yashal Schirus, Mkhilavatsai. Could be everybody holds, Yashal Schirus, Mkhilavatsai. Meaning, as the Sacher works, he accrues a milva. Hoch of a Makadish with milva, Mkhilavatsai. Maybe the Makhlaikis is Hagufa. Makadish with milva, Mkhilavatsai. Or Makadish with the second Hanukkah that we took for granted, which led us to believe that the Machlaikis was Umen Kainav Shvachli, maybe that's not a real Hanukkah. Maybe the Machlaikis is Hagufa. Makadish Bemilva Mikudashas, Makadish Bemilva Enam Mikudashas. Rava Amar Rava has a fourth suggestion. The Kuli Alma could be everybody holds Yashin Lashiras Mikudashas. Or the Kuli Alma could be everybody holds Makadish Bemilva Enam Mikudashas. Or the Kuli Alma could be everybody holds Ein Umen Kainav Shvachli. What then is Pshanah Rameir? So this is where the expression comes from. He added a little bit of metal. Meaning she gave him gold or whatever it was and the jeweler added a little something to it. But the little something that he added wasn't worth that much money. It was worth a pruta. Rameir Savar Rameir holds that now that the man is giving back the jewelry... But he was moisef on neifech. There's a little bit more material that he added. So essentially, when he says, there's two components to the tabas. There's the tabas that she gave him, which gets involved in We can't be Makadish and Isha with that. But there's also the neifech that he was moisef. That's his. That he's giving her now on his own volition. That is not tied to all those different suyas. Rameir Savar Rameir says that if a man is Makadash and Isha with a milva 
and a pruta. Nova is the tabas. The pruta is the meisif neifich. Could be she has in mind the pruta. So the condition is going to be cha. For Rabban and Sabi, the Rabban and all, milva pruta, daita, milva. She has in mind the milva. As a result, there's no way for the condition to be cha. This is in fact a machloikis tanom. It's not a mafurish machloikis tanom, but we'll see. The Gemara has a brisa that. It explained based on this discussion. Time went to the Braiso. Bischar Shasisa Imach in Mukadesh as a man goes over to a woman and says, You know, I worked for you, you owe me money. I'll be Makadish, you with the money that you owe me, says the Braisa, Ena Mikudeshis. Everybody agrees, Ena Mikudeshis. That's a classic Makadish Bimova. What if the man, before he does the work, says, I'm going to work and I want you to be Makadish, you with the work that I'm going to do? Mikudeshis. Rav Nassim says, No, even in that case, it doesn't work. Even if he makes this stipulation before he actually does the work, the Koshikin, and certainly, certainly, if he comes after the fact, he can't be Makadisha with that. Rabbi Huda Nasi, third Shita, Rabbi Huda Nasi said, MS Amru, you want to know what Allah is? It never works like Rab Nasan Shita. He just adds, If he's Moisef and Neifech, he adds a little bit of material, Mishaloi Mikudash. So, what's these three sheetas here in the Braisa? Says the Gemara, might you could be Tanakamal Rab Nasan. What's the Machlikis Tanakamal Rab Nasan if? He says, before he does the work, I'll be Makadashu with the work that I'm about to do. Like we just discussed. And what's the chiluk between Rab Nasi and Rabbi Huda Nasi? Rabbi Huda Nasi was Moisef Neifach. He said, What's the If you are Moisef Neifach, so now there's a pruta in addition to the Milva. Daita Milva, a Daita Pruta. According to Rab Nasan, Daita Milva. According to Rabbi Yehuda Nasi, Daita Pruta. Either way, the Gemara suggests Rava Omar could be that was really the Machloikis, Remer and the Chacham. So the Gemara thought that it found a Machloikis Tanon, whether Umin Koyne Beshvach Kli or Ein Umin Koyne Beshvach Kli. This very Geshmaka discussion here in Mesechtis Kedushin that touches on Sugis that we learned together not so long ago in Mesechtis Kedushin. But the Gemara immediately deflects it. And the Gemara says, no. That's one possible. It could be the machlekes remain the chachamim as umen kainu v'shvachli, but really it's only one of four possibilities. What are the other three suggestions? Could be they're arguing yeshen l'schiris mitchilu v'atzoyf v'ein l'schiris el b'soyf. It could be they're arguing mekadesh b'milva mikudeshes and mekadesh b'milva ein mikudeshes, and it could be they're arguing with someone's mekadesh inisha with a milva or pruta. Is a daita a milva or is a daita a pruta? In which case you'd have to make an akimta that it's talking about where there was a pruta. The pruta was that the husband, when he made the jewelry, he was hoiseth neifach yishaloi. And that neifach, that's the pruta. If she has in mind the pruta, then regardless of what your position is with regards to the tabas itself, there's a very easy way for the kedusha to be chal. That's a regular moment that belongs to him, that he's now giving over to the woman, he has a right to be Mekadosh and Isha with that money. Just one Ha'ara, before we go weiter, from the sugya of Umin Koina B'Shvachli. It's a big tumult in the place of Halacha L'Maisa. Umin Koina B'Shvachli, or Ein Umin Koina B'Shvachli. So in the Mishpatei HaTorah, he brings a rather dramatic example that brings out a, a pretty basic point, but his case is, is dramatic. His case is there was a chasana, and during the wedding, the floor of the wedding, the dance floor, collapsed. And it was a terrible event. As you can imagine, uh, people were talking about it, and it made it to the news. 
it turns out that the video that was videoing the Hasana survived this traumatic event, and it had taken video of what went on. There was a media outlet that was interested in this video, and they decided, they reached out to the photographer, they told him, we're willing to pay you X amount of dollars if you're going to give us this video. And the guy had no problem doing it, he sold it to them, got a lot of money for it. Afterwards, the family of the Mukhatanin, they heard what happened from their chasa. This guy made a half a million dollars from his wedding. So from their wedding, they wanted a, a share of the profit. So they reached out and they told him, I want part of it. The guy said, listen, it's very nice that you hired me to video your wedding. I didn't sell a video of your wedding. I sold a video of this crazy event that happened. That's not what you hired me to do. I'm not giving it to you. Halacha Does the person that took the video have a responsibility to give a chalik of the profit to the respective families, being that essentially when he took the video, he was taking the video for them, or not. Says the Mishpatei it's a Mefurisha Maros Sasoin, that's quoted by the Tzais HaChoshin and Simen Shin Lamatesa Chayshem Mishpat, and it's also quoted by Rabbi Vegan, as I go to Shulchan Aruch, again Chayshem Mishpat, Simen Shin Lamates Sivkot Nivav. The context over there is our sugya. The sugya of umen kind of shvachli. The mechaber says nasan talisa lo umen masakli the kabbalonos. If a person gives a talis to an umen to be masakin, the gomra calls mancha talis beyado umen eni over. He's not over the love of bal talon. Why is he not over the love of bal talon? This is the mechaber sheet. The mechaber paskins ain umen kind of shvach. As a result, that's what the halacha is going to be. Zok Rab that the whole shiloh of umen koyne b'shvachli or ain umen koyne b'shvachli, that's only if the customer gave the material to the omen. But what if the omen was the one who used his own material to create this object? Then it's poshit. That woman's kind of a The shaila is if Reuven goes over to Shimon and Reuven gives Shimon a bag and he gives him this huge material. He says, Make me a custom suit. And now Shimon makes a custom suit using Reuven's material. So but there's a shaila. Who now owns the suit until Reuven pays for it? Does Reuven own the suit? Because it was Reuven's cloth. But the Shimon on the suit. Shimon's the woman. Shimon's the one that made. So that's the shayla. Omen koyne b'shvachli or ain't omen koyne b'shvachli. But if Shimon himself, the tailor, would use his own material, until Ruvain pays for it, it's posh it, despite the fact that he was engaged by Ruvain to do this. And if Ruvain doesn't want the suit, he'll have a claim against Ruvain. But as it relates to who the owner is, that's not the sugi in Agayzalaitzen. The kuliyama, everybody's going to agree that Omen Kainab Shvachli, Shimon owns the suit until Ruvain actually pays for the suit. Azoi brings up Kiveager from the Marasas. And so the whole shayla is like the Machaber starts off. Nasan Talisei That's the part Rabbi Kiveager is emphasizing. But if it wasn't Nasan Talisei but rather the Omen used his own talis, in that case, everybody is going to agree that Omen Kainab Shvachli. So the Mishpatei Torah said, Spitz said, it's very posh that that's the case over here. When a person has contracted a photographer to take videos or pictures of a simcha, he's using his own equipment, it's, his own, it's all his own expenses. He's a contractor, he's working. Until the customer pays, it's posh that the photographer owns everything. If he owns everything, now that there's an opportunity to make a lot of money off the pictures that were taken, if I'm the owner, I'm the one that gets the profit from what happened. Now, it's true that you would have a right to go after me to the extent I don't want to give you the pictures. And I can't say, oh, it's mine, I'm not giving it over to you. No, we had an agreement. There was a star that said that I have to give you the pictures that I took. But he says, but that's poshit that that arrangement was. If I'm going to photograph the chasana, which is understood what people usually 
mean when they say chasana, the chuppah and, and the smorgasbord and everything, that's something he has an obligation to give. But this event that nobody ever could have anticipated, that was certainly not included in the chayvist that the photographer made towards the customer when he said that I'm going to give you the video as a result. As far as the owner of the video goes, it's Pasha, the photographer owns the video. In terms of him having an obligation to give it over, that's not the arrangement they have. The arrangement was if he photographs the wedding, he has to give it to him. But for this type of video, he doesn't have to. So that was his, again, it's a very basic halacha. Umen kind of kli is only nasan but if the umen himself is using his own talus, not in a rather dramatic setting. Either way, So the Mishnah said, the first halacha, If somebody goes over to an omen, he gives him a talus, and, or he gives him a shidateva migdal, then instead of being misakin, he's mekalkel, the halacha is chayovim l'sham. So the Gemara now, from here until the end of the daf, is going to get into this halacha in very great detail. But just a, a very, very brief introduction. This halacha, that an omen is chayiv, if he's mekalkel, something that's entrusted by him, something that's given it to him. Why is he chayiv? In halacha, how do we deem him? Toysvah Shita, here in the Sugi and the Testament days, and Toysvah says this, you saw it in the beginning of Perak HaMinich, the Avchav Zayin days, and it's Mavur in Toysvah's Masechtus Bava Metziah, there's several Toysvahs in Inchas, where Toysvah says that an omen that's mekalkel is chayiv, midin odom ha-mazak. He's a regular mazak. Just like if Reuben would go over to Shimon, and he would damage Shimon's chayfets, he would be an odom ha-mazak, he would be chayiv. Odom would lo'olom, ben shaygik, ben mezid, ben oynes, ben rotsen, it's the most chomor digger mazak. He's a regular odom ha-mazak. The fact that he's an omen doesn't change that. The fact that a customer went to the omen and he gave it to him and he said, I want you to work on it, so what? At the end of the day, if I was mazikit, I'm deemed a regular other mazik. The machna frayim in Hilchis Niske Momen has an arichos and he's mechiach from many Rishonim, Uberoshon, the Ramban, in the Sechtis Bav Metziah, Dap We'll see more about the Ramban later in the Daf, that most Rishonim disagree with Taisvis. And most Rishonim hold that the reason the Omen is Chayv is not Alts Mazik. Alts Odem Mazik, he's not going to be Chayv. We'll see why. He's Chayv Alts Shoyme. When you give a Chayfetz to an Omen, the Omen is now a Shoyme. And depending on whether he gets paid or not, we determine whether he's a Shoyme Sachar or he's a Shoyme Chinam. If he's getting paid, he's a Shoyme Sachar. If he's not getting paid, he's a Shoyme Chinam. But his Chayuvim that he has when he now damages the Chayfetz is not Mitzad Chayuve Mazik, it's Mitzad Either way, whether it's Alts Odem Amazik or whether it's Alts Chiyuve Shoimrim, that's the very plain vanilla halacha the Mishnah. Before we get into Umen Koyne Veshvachli, Ein Umen Koyne Veshvachli, if somebody gives something to an Umen Lasakin, and instead of being Lasakin, he was Makalko, the Mishnah says, Chayyaf. If somebody went over to a Shaykhit, he gave him a Behemoth, and he told him, I want you to Shech the Behemoth for me. He was an Umen, said Shmuel, and he was Makalko, he botched it up. He returned it. It was a trefer. It was a nevela. Talach is chayiv l'shalit. He has an obligation to pay. Rashi says that Shmuel said tabach umin l'revusa. Certainly, if he was a hegid, he would have to pay. The chiddush is that even if he's an umin, he's a professional. Perhaps he didn't have to be as careful. It doesn't matter. Talach is chayiv l'shalit. Why? And Shmuel was rather wordy. Maziku. We look at this person as if he was a real, he was a mazik, he was a paisheya. It's as if you told him, shecht it on the right side, and you ended up shechting it on the left side. Why did Shmuel have to be so 
wordy. This is in sharp contrast to Shmuel's Balplukt and Shas Rav, who said, So here Shmuel's not taking the Derech Kitzar, he's taking the long scenic route. So the words bothered. Why Shmuel have to be so? Had he only said Mazik would have a mean, I would have thought. Maybe he's only Chayiv if he got paid. But if he didn't get paid, I would have thought, Kamash Malon, Poisheyo. Rabbi you asked Shmuel the following question. He asked it from a Bryce. If somebody gives a behemoth to a Tabach, again to a Shaykh of Nibla, and he made it in a Vela, if he was a professional Shaykh Potter, had it, if he wasn't a professional, he was an amateur, the nuisance chair, if the tabach got paid, pain head yet, pain omen chai. Whether he's a head or omen, he's going to be chai. So again, what does this price to say? If the shaykhet got paid, it doesn't matter how many degrees he has. If he's a head yet, he's an omen, the Allah is he's always going to be chai. If he did it bechinim, then already it depends. If he's a head yet, he's going to be chai. If he's an omen, he's going to be pot, which is in contrast to what Shmuel said. Shmuel, the Amoira contradicted a brysa. Shmuel said that if somebody goes over to a tabach umen, maziku pesheyahu, nasiko imelu, why? What was he trying to say? That even if it was bechinam, even if you want to look at him as a shay mechinam, a shay mechinam is chayim shiyah, you're still going to be chayim. So, come about good, you ask Shmuel, Shmuel, your halacha is not like a brysa, a malay. So Shmuel heard what Rabbi Chama Bagu you told him, and he told him, la'achem moichach, may your brain become murky. May you be confused. That was what he told him. It's a Russian klala. Why was he mekalal him? So we'll see in a moment. So another one of the Rabbanon came, and he too heard Shmuel's halacha, and commensally asked the same kasha that Rabbi Chavah Magur yes. Shmuel told him, You're going to get the same klala that your friend just got. Meaning he repeated the klala to him. Why? Why was Shmuel so upset at the kasha? They asked a good kasha. Is a mafurish abrisa that contradicts what Shmuel said. So Shmuel explained himself. He said, I said my halacha according to Rameyer. They come really, Rabbana. You're asking me a kasha from a brisa? The answer is very obvious. I'm going according to Rameyer. There is a shita sachachalim that argue with Rameyer. And that brisa that you quoted is probably going according to the chachalim. It has nothing to do with me. Meaning you should have realized that even though I said halacha, I was acknowledging that my halacha is not something that all the Tanam agreed with. I was going according to a das yachid Rameyer. Why should they have read this? Because I'm my daikis. Mili, you should have been the daik what I said. Shani Oimer, I said, Maziku, Peshehu, Nasiko Oimer, Loishachal Emikan, Veshachal Emikan. What was that last Tesafa? Nasiko Oimer, Loishachal Emikan, Veshachal Emikan. So we explained why he said Maziku, Peshehu. But that last line, he was trying to say that even though at first glance it seems like the Tabach wasn't so negligent, but the little bit of negligence that he did have, we magnify. We look at it as if it was We look at it as if what he did was really, really horrible. Says the Gwar, Who is the Tana in the Sechtes Bavakama that holds that a little bit of Pshia is magnified? We look at it as if he did something really, really horrible. It's one Tana. It's Rameyer. They have to be very, very careful. So when I said Nasaloi, you should have realized that my whole sheet is going according to the sheet that holds that a little bit of negligence is viewed as a lot of negligence. That is the opinion of one Tana, the Tana Rameir. So don't ask me questions from a Bryce because that Bryce could be going not like him. Who's this Rameir? Where do we find such a Rameir in Shas that he holds that a little bit of Pshio is Mayor? If somebody had a shar and he tied it up in Mysira or 
he was not a fan of Karai, the significance of which is he did a Shmira Pachusa. He did a minimal shmir. It's a shmir, but it was a shmir of chusa. The yotz of his again was mazik. Bein tam bein muud chayiv. Whether the show was a show, tam whether it was a show muud, you're going to be chayiv. The fact that you did a shmir of chusa, that's not enough. Divrei Rami, Rabbi Yehuda famously argues. Rabbi Yehuda holds that for a shara muud, counterintuitively, all you have to do is a shmira chusa. Shmir chusa is not enough for a shara tam. It is enough. For a Sharamu. But you see that Shmir Pachus according to Rameir is not enough. Whereas Rabbi Yehuda and the Rabbanon seem to argue with Rameir. So you see Rameir holds that a little bit of negligence is treated like a lot of negligence. But the Gemara says, Hasam Bekrai Pligi, over there the Machloikis is really Psukim. It's not a general Machloikis. If you learn the Sugis over there, in Perik Shosh and Nagach, it's totally in Hadadarsh and Psukim. It's not a general Shitas Rameir that we could start applying to other years in Shas. Elohar Rameir, maybe it's a different Rameir. Now we went to the Mishnah, let's find the Adam, it's Avay Shachar. It's the Mishnah and Dafkof Amidez. If somebody pays a Tzavah, a professional buyer, and he tells him, I'm giving you wool, I want you to make it red, and instead he made it black. Or Shoch of Anasa Adar. Rameir, Rameir says, Nice, it made Samari. That he's chayv. The Chalim seem to argue. It's only Rameir that says, If he botched up the color, it's a problem. So you see, Rameir holds a little bit of negligence is a lot. Mar says, No, that's not negligence. Hasam be a dying We'll learn the Gemara later. There it's talking about, We did it be Kavana, he did it be a dying. It's not a question of how much Pshia is considered Pshia. That's a person who had. Malicious intent. Elo harameir. It's the following time we learned in the Mishnah. Nishperakad of Silka. Remember this in the beginning of Parakamaniach. If somebody's walking in a Rishus Rabim and he had a kad, he had a jug, it fell and he didn't clean it up. Or he was walking with his camel, the camel fell and he didn't quickly pick up the camel. Now we learned the Benisko Pashehu Pligi. Remember, there's a big one of the more difficult sugiyas in Mesachtis Bavakamo. There's two points of contention between Rameh and the Chum in that Mishnah. But the one that we need for our Sugi is Benisko Pashei Hupligi. It's talking about where a person was walking in Rosh Hashanah and he tripped and it caused his cat to fall. And as the cat fell, it was Mazik. Rameh holds Yechayef, Big Chiddush. Why? Because Niskal Pashei, even though you fell, a Niskal is always considered a Pashei. So you see, Rameh holds that even though I wasn't such a Pashei, I was a Niskal. He fell on his feet. It doesn't matter. Still, he's considered a Pesheya. Said Shmuel, when I said that the Tabach Umen, even if he's working for free, is going to be Pate, I meant it according to Rav Meir Shita, where Rav Meir holds Niskal Pesheya, I take a Yusoyed from Rav Meir, that a little bit of negligence is like a lot of bit of negligence, and that's why I added in my Loshen Nasser Ko'imeloi, Shochet Li Mikan, Vishochat Loi Mikan, you should have realized Shmuel told this not me then, and don't ask me kashas from Rises, because you should have understood me, L'Shoyni Hazov, that what I meant was Shittas Rameir, I didn't mean the Shittas Achacham. Omer Rabbi Barbachan, Omer Rabbi Yechon. More on this note. Tabach Umen Shekilkol, a Tabach Umen. That's Mekal Kolchayev. Va'afilu hu Umen Kitabachim Tzipari. Even if he's like the Sheikhtim in Tzipari. Apparently these were real professionals. It doesn't matter. Still, he's going to be Chayev. Me, I'm Rabbi Yechon. Rabbi Yechon, and say that. Omer Rabbi Barbachan, Omer Rabbi Yechon. Rabbi Yechon, the story by Rabbi Yechon. Beknish to the Ma'ay. In the base Medrash on Ma'ay. Va'ab Ma'alei. And he told him, Zil, I see right the Mamchas Prove to me that you're a bucky, Patrick, and I'm not going to be mechayev you to pay. So here, Rabbi Yechonon said, we're always mechayev the butcher when he messes up, even if he's an omen kitabachi tzipari. And here we have a maise shahoya, we're to the contrary. Rabbi Yechonon said that if you can prove that you're a professional, a Patrick, I'll make you a butcher. Depending on whether it was bechinam or b'schar, that will make the, if it was b'schar, then he's chayev to pay. 
If it was bechinam, then he's not chayv to pick. If somebody wants that his butcher should be responsible if some damage happens, he should give him a dinar. He give him a little bit. As long as he give him something, now there's an element of schar. Once there's an element of schar, at that point, no matter what happens, he's going to be chayv. If somebody brings chitin to a professional grinder, he didn't process it properly, and he botched it up. Flower to a nachtoin, vasoi pas nipoilin, behemel a tabak vinibla. So, tzada shavashabem, not sure exactly what the case is, but you gave material to an omen, and the omen did something wrong, and as a result, you didn't get what you thought you were getting. Now, loch is chayef. Why? Mipneshahu ke noisesachar, because he's like a noisesachar. The Gemara's medayek kin noisesachar. It sounds like he's not a real noisesachar, meaning even if he's not getting paid, still, the loch is. He's going to be chayyib. So the Gemara says, no, maybe the only time you chayyib is if you're in fact getting paid, not kin noisesachar, but rather it's talking about where he was a full fledged noisesachar.